Hey out there, everybody, and welcome to Caffeination 531. This is the Saved Game Edition here at the Caffeination Podcast. If you are looking for this or any of its little episodic friends, you can find them all lovingly nestled along over at www.caffination.com. I am Paul. This is Steve. And we are here to try and give you the absolute best in caffeine culture and technology news. We are a proud member of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. All the member shows have agreed to create child safe, family friendly, and educational podcasting and programming and all kinds of wonderful whatnot and you can head on over to techpodcast.com to check out the rest of the of the uh, people that are in the fold uh it's been kind of a fun week uh how about you, Steve? I say so. <laughs> I think uh, you've had more fun than I have. Yeah, it's 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 been more than a little weird this past week, and I'm I'm more than a little punch drunk and tired. I mean, I almost fell asleep right before the show. So Steve's like, "Oh, are you really sure you want to do the show?" And I'm like, "Yeah, because I don't have anything else to do tonight because my Xbox is done dead." Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's that's the big news here at the Caffeination headquarters. Finished up Mass Effect Three. Did I talk about that on the last one? You said you were getting there. You just yeah, downloaded I, more stuff, but you couldn't find it. Yeah, I downloaded more stuff and couldn't find it. Still couldn't find it. Still haven't gotten my uh, value from 800 points there. Now I get the lovely red ring of death. So uh, I'm caught between the wonderful cost-benefit analysis of whether or not I try and fix it myself. Because I can. I can theoretically fix computer equipment. That's kind of what I done do during the day. Uh, or do I pay a hundred dollars and have Microsoft fix fix the equipment? Or do I pay three hundred dollars? None of the that money is actually around, and I don't actually have any of it. So you know, we might end up having to do a Kickstarter campaign to get me an Xbox. That's <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Well, what do you get if you donate five dollars? Uh, I'll friend you on Xbox Live. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean it, it's it's one of those things where it's like I can't even believe that this thing happened now. Uh, I think it's some kind of heat issue because it's been really kind of baked. Down here is the past couple of days, so I got to clean the Xbox out. I'm going to try to use a little canned air, compressed air solution, see how it goes. And the wonderful uh, part that that attaches to the front of this is that as about a week before the Xbox died, finally died, um, I got accepted this really cool new program or a really cool program over at uh, Microsoft's uh, Xbox website called the Xbox Ambassadors Program. So it's where you go online and uh, you know, you help out other people who are in need of help and you you work in their forums and you're basically a representative and a uh, community uh, evangelist for the the good things that Xbox is doing. And I was like, oh, that's really cool and you get to see all the fun stuff they do and I hadn't done my interview yet and now my Xbox is dead. So, you yeah, know, that that that's kind of going the way of the dodo on that one. Well, maybe uh, since they tried to get you in there, maybe they'll send you a new one. They 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 expressly uh, put out there that you are not associated with, nor are you an employee of Microsoft, and there's no benefits or anything. It's an unpaid position, so it's it's kind of one of those things where it's like, yay, here, help tell everybody how awesome Xbox is. And you know what? I'd do that anyway because I really do love the service. Oh, yeah. So. And I love I, I love the console despite the fact that this happened. I really think it is a fun, full-featured console. It's just more than a little irritating right now. I, I don't know what's happening. I'm actually getting like a southern drawl when I'm getting irritated. <laughs> it's been a weird week. I think I'm the only person in the building half the time uh, at work, so there's a lot of fun stuff that's happening. But uh, and what did you do, Geeky, this week? Uh, Geeky this week, other than uh, playing, of course, you know, Gears of War, trying to level up. I uh, am actually researching uh, the original Nintendo system because I am 
looking for it. I I, I want one, and I they they come out they they come pretty cheap. If you want a brand new one, it's definitely over a thousand dollars, which you know, I. I I don't have it all, so I... <laughs> it's like, yeah, um, we're going to start a Kickstarter campaign for Steve to get a Nintendo, and if you donate over $5, he'll send you a kiss. But That's he'll right. actually just you know kiss a little index card and put it in an envelope. <laughs> it's like really I'll lame gifts. I'll even put lipstick on it just for that, you know. <laughs> oh, my God. So is it going to be like a Billy Madison where, where uh, Steve Buscemi puts the lipstick on after That's right. the phone call? <laughs> just that weird... Weird scene where there, it's, it has no meaning for the rest no. of the thing. Funny thing is, if you look at that scene as he picks up the phone, if you look at his mouth, it wasn't the first take. So there's like pink stain yeah. on his mouth. That's like a that's a little creepy. <laughs> that's even creepier than the rest of it. But that's pretty cool, though. Yeah, but you know, like uh, the only reason I'm doing it is because you know, of course, you know, I love the Xbox. I play it any any chance I get. But it's like once in a while, you're like, you know what? I want to go. Uh, Back in the day, you know, I want to I want to pick up a you know, just the plain controller and play like Super Mario Three or of course Legend of Zelda, out all the all the old games where you know if it didn't work, you just pulled it out and uh, gave it a little blow and yeah, started it right all, up. <laughs> yeah, there's all kinds of fun stuff you can talk about with that. <laughs> but you know, I, I got to tell you. Um, we're we're on the young end of the spectrum of technology enthusiasts, but we're no longer on the youngest end of the spectrum. So nah. there, there's this weird culture of nostalgia that people are talking about and things that they they like to do and they like to experience that we know firsthand from having seen them. And I assume that's from the people that are a little older than us who, you know, actually played all the Atari stuff, you know, when they were like teenagers and stuff and they're like, "Oh yeah, you know, I remember playing Pong when I was like 15." It's like, "Yeah, Pong kind of came out a little bit before i was born but that's okay yeah um but now it's kind of weird because i had a student come up to me and say oh man the 90s are so retro i was like okay you need <laughs> you need to stop talking and then and then he went even further and i was talking we were talking about video games and i i, I had told him about the konami code for um netflix and he's like oh that's pretty cool he's like what do you mean in a Konami code? I was like, well, you know, it's, uh, it's kind of like the blood code for Mortal Kombat. You know, it's where you, where you put the whole thing in. Do you still remember the blood code? Uh, I'll have to, uh, you know what? If I have a control in my hand, I can do it <laughs> like that. Yeah. But, you know, I can't All right, say it no worries. Um, it's like up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right. No, that's eight. the Konami code. Okay. <laughs> but uh, that got you 30 lives in Contra. There you go. And, and, uh, <laughs> the, but the funny thing is... I was telling him about it, and I said, yeah, it's kind of like Mortal Kombat. And he goes, oh, yeah, like Mortal Kombat. And it, he said, like, a number after it. And I said, why would you think that the original Mortal Kombat had a number after it? He goes, well, what do you mean? I said, you know, it was on Sega. And he goes, wait a minute, Sega made a console? Oh, God. I was like, oh, my God. And then I started thinking about it. I was like, this kid was maybe, like, five when Sega stopped making consoles. Because, like, the Sega Saturn was in, like, 97. Mm -hmm. And I think he was born in 92. And I'm like, okay, so you've never lived in a world where there was Sega, <laughs> right? Right alongside, you know, it's like Sonic and all that other fun stuff, alongside the Nintendo as a competitor. You you've only ever lived in the world where they're a gaming company. It's kind of like I remember playing the Atari over like you know my older relatives' houses, but it, it it's still weird for me to see like Atari as just a video game. Right. It's not like Atari the console or whatever, and it's, I think it's even weirder with the other thing, but still. <laughs> 
So, hey, send us uh, y- your little uh, bits of nostalgia and stuff that you, you find funny uh, that people are mentioning or that you're hearing around. Like, it, it might even be something that we talked about. If we talked about something that made you feel a little bit older than you were, we apologize. But, hey, you know, it's all in good fun. There's a lot of fun stuff that's been happening here. And we're just trying to, to find the cool things, the little connective tissue that, uh, you know, kind of brings everybody together as uh, fun uh, geek gamers and uh you know, caffeine culture, technology news enthusiasts, the whole nine yards. I think we're much more of a uh, a geek pop culture reference guide than uh, than a lot of other stuff. Right. But uh, all right, uh, the last little thing that we wanted to mention: there's no links. There's we're going to speak very gingerly about this. But uh, also in the news this past week was a, a gentleman was found naked, being attacked in in Florida, and um. He, he was being bitten by another man. And uh, the guy asked them to get off. You know, somebody found out what was happening. And they, they brought the police over. The police warned the gentleman, you know, please stop doing what it is you are doing. The guy looked up and growled at the cop. The cop shot him, and he continued to growl. And then the cop had to, to, to take care of business. And um, the first thing, it's really horrible, and I feel horrible for the victim in this case. Yeah. But... The first thing I thought of was like, oh my god, that is exactly like a zombie yeah, attack. Yeah, that's what everybody keeps saying. Yeah, and and they're talking about the fact that or the, the, the issue that the gentleman had who went nuts was he had something called excited delirium, which is where your organs basically start to like cook themselves in your body and you like, you know, take off all your clothes because you're so hot yeah. and you get animalistic urges and all this other stuff. I'm like, wow, you know, I watched The Walking Dead. Um, <laughs> the, the, the whole organs heating up and freaking out like that, that that's that's one of them, their symptoms. <laughs> and it, it, it's one of those things it's like, you know, maybe the zombie isn't that too far off. And uh, then we got into this really deep discussion and work about uh, you know where the origin of the zombie stories are. <laughs> and he says, you know, it's like wh- what exactly are zombie stories? And my own personal thought on this is that I always thought that zombie stories were kind of uh, pop culture's reaction to science advancing, yeah. and that there's that one. Um, it's it's kind of like the the one kind of uh, doubt that sticks in the back of your head. It's like you know where is the end game for how far science is going with some of these things. Right. So I thought that was a uh, pretty pretty creepy and pretty kind of crazy. It was kind of like a real life imitates art kind of thing. So I mean we've seen some of the pictures of the aftermath and it's yeah. it's it's unbelievably gruesome. So uh, yeah, apparently it, it, it they said it lasted like eighteen minutes. Yeah, he was being attacked for 18 minutes before the cops showed up. Like, they have most of the entire thing on video surveillance from a long way away. So it's not like you can see details in anything. You can just see what happened. Right. And it's, yeah, I saw some of it today. And, and they, was, uh, they they were saying that the reason that, you know, he was acting this way was, of course, you know, drugs. They, what they call bath salts now. Yeah, and I, 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 the line between what bath salts are and what bad LSD is <laughs> have kind of blurred for me. But, you know, I, I don't know. When somebody says to you, it's like, hey, you know what? As you're in school, it's like, you know what? If you take one hit of crack, you are addicted for life. Right. And it's like, who who thinks at that point later on in life, you, you know what I could really go for? Some crack. <laughs> I just, just to try it. It's like, yeah, okay, yeah, that's great. Or um, my one student was saying that... Um, the first time you take heroin or something like that, it actually alters your the the chemic the the chemical composition of your body. Right. It's like, yeah, you know what? The whole needle thing just never never really. I, I could never imagine that. I mean, so it's like this is like that really creepy end of of an unbelievably nasty kind of kind of a, a drug abuse habit. So uh, yeah, 
just just insane. All right, on to happier things. <laughs> um, you like Star Trek, there, Steve? Not really. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like Star Trek, not at all. Nah. So you're more of a Star Wars kind of person. Yeah, in a way. In a way. Yeah. Okay. I could deal with Star Wars, but Star Trek, I just no. Not I always liked there. Star Trek more than Star Wars. I mean, Star Star Wars, like I like it as a th- in a theory, but it, like when you're actually watching the movies, they're really cheesy. <laughs> I mean, they're really, really cheesy. <laughs> And, and you know, Star Trek, it, it's just it's science fiction. That's all it is. Um, so th- there's a gentleman who uh, has decided that so he, he's going to start running this website called buildtheenterprise.org. So his name's Dan. He says, you know what, with the technology that we have and with uh, uh, very few advances in other different areas, if we actually started investing money in it, we would theoretically be able to build the enterprise the NCC-1701, within 20 years and actually use it as a starship, moving from here to Mars in 90 days. Wow. Yeah, and so, I mean, it's massive, the scale of this thing. It's going to be, you know, 960 meters long if they actually would ever do it. So and he has everything laid down, laid laid out. I mean, how, how uh, you have the ship designs worked out, how the component and fab testing, the research that you'd need, the funding that you would need, and it's one of those things. It's like you know what? This seems ridiculous, and this seems utterly implausible. But I'm pretty sure that going to the moon was considered utterly implausible at that at that time too. So what's to say that somebody just doesn't take this as a, a shot? They say, you know what? We're going to try and make this work. And they start working through the steps that this guy has. You know, they start to work on the, the one of the things that they're trying to conceptualize right now is the, the gravity wheel that would actually let the people walk around on the decks of the actual Starship Enterprise while, you know, still standing upright, but, you know, in a weightless environment. So it's like you can make a centrifugal wheel that actually creates the gravity, which is what the uh, spaceship from the uh, 2001 A Space Oddity, that's why it looked like the the giant uh, rotating wheel. Right. So I thought that was pretty cool. And there's a lot of really cool stuff that that if you actually dig into it, it actually seems pretty cool. So I think that, you know, this kind of... uh, it's kind of imagination and you know, it's something that we're kind of sorely lacking in the space program right now. Yeah. All right. Next little thing up here is Geek Pride Day. We talked about this. It's Towel Day. And uh, you know what? Um, <laughs> it, there was a contest over at Think Geek, and they said you have to tweet a picture of you with your towel or you with a uh, a uh, bit of lilac or something like that. And you had to, to or tweet a picture of you wearing one of their Geek Pride Day buttons, or you can print one out and do it. So I have one of the geekiest shirts that I know of. It was from tfury.com. It looks like a uh, Swiss Army knife, and it has Mjolnir. It has uh, the Batarang. It has uh, the Noisy Cricket, a lightsaber, a Harry Potter's wand, the Sword of Omens, and the Sonic Screwdriver, among many other things. And so I had my towel over my shoulder. I was in the gym when I took it. And, uh, yeah, I, so I won $42 from ThinkGeek. Wow. As a runner-up to the prize. <laughs> so, so uh, and the funny thing is, like, whenever they hold these uh, geek pri- or geek contests, like, you know, show what kind of geek you are, mm-hmm. there, there's a decent chance that, I, that I've actually done well in a lot of the contests. <laughs> so I don't know whether or not to be really happy that I'm being recognized for, for my over overly geekiness or to uh, be slightly ashamed and maybe I should want to, you know, hide a little bit. But, hey, it's 42 bucks and free Think Geek stuff, so... Uh, I'm currently uh, searching through their catalog right now, trying to trying to maximize my uh, my benefit there. 
All right, I thought that was pretty cool. All right, what do we got up next here, Steve? Next, we got synchronized robots. Synchronized. <laughs> and, that's right, and uh, by synchronized, I mean uh, they could certainly uh, do the thriller. <laughs> uh, what, what does? Uh, what is this? Just a short video of, uh, of course, you know, little robots just uh, dancing, and uh, you know what? I, I think it's pretty neat. I, I especially like the fact that even when the guy comes in and uh, takes the robot, you know, out of the synchron, uh, out of the synchronization. Uh, Give him like 10, 15 seconds, and he's right back with him. Yeah, I thought it was pretty cool. It's, I also like at the end of the video, they actually all do the uh, Vincent Price laugh and like look up at the screen. Yeah. It's like, ah, that's a little freaky. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love the video. Uh, I, I forget exactly what these things are called. I, I, I think they're... Um, they're like Neos, I think they're called. Yeah, but they're a specific kind of robot from a specific... Uh, uh, um, robotics company, and it's one of those things where you're looking at it, and it's like, oh my god, that's awesome! Uh, Al- Alderbaran Robotics. So uh, yeah, it's a. I don't know why they're coupled oscillators and what that exactly means, but they apparently have a lot of really cool stuff. There's also videos of them playing like robot soccer and stuff. <laughs> that's awesome. All right, next up. Next, we have uh, what actually, you know, I love and what you're actually going to uh, try to accomplish is uh, a Super Mario Brothers level uh, aquarium, which, uh, you know, they they went almost to scale, and it looks fantastic. Yeah, this is dead on. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, level 1-1 one, one from Super right. Mario Brothers. But you're, you're looking for uh, Super Mario's 3. Yeah, I'm, I'm, <laughs> it's my favorite of, of all of the Super Mario's, and uh, I... I, I think that if you're going to actually do a fish tank, you you owe it to yourself to do at least one of the boards from uh, World Three, the the underwater world, right? Possibly even create a uh, frog suit, Mario. Right, I was going to say. Go, oh well, you, of course, <laughs> please, son. <laughs> I got the plotter. I can print out something fun for That's the back right. end. I know you can. <laughs> and, and there's also uh, something that we're going to be trying to do. My son wants to make a, 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 a Angry Birds birdhouse or an Angry Birds weather vane. Wow. So uh, we're, we're going to be working on that. So if that one comes out, that'll be another post that goes up on the uh, <laughs> podcast there, but still. But yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fan of aquariums, uh, and so are you, but this is, this is amazing. I, uh, 55 gallons, though. That is huge. That is a big tank. Yeah, I mean, we got... 29 over there so i might be able to get a little bit of a detail in there but nothing like this i mean nah. i think my favorite part of this entire video is the fact or that and they also have clips of it is the castle yeah i mean the castle is is perfectly done and everything of course everything's done with legos yeah i mean <laughs> so so it's it's mario brothers but it's also Legos. right so it's hard to beat that kind of awesome <laughs> I mean, that kind of awesome is, is intensely difficult to beat. That takes time. That does. So I, the only thing I think is at least they're painted. Yeah. So I, I'm, I have a chance to be able to try and uh, match it. Uh, so this might, might also mean that I might end up doing something from World 2 for uh, the uh, Hermit Crab Cage. The Desert World. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm going to rock that out. How do you feel about that? We'll put all the tanks together. <laughs> We'll get the turtle in here. It'll be Bowser. Yeah. <laughs> we have a giant red-eared slider. I just got to get some, get some spikes to glue to the back of him. I don't think he would like that. He wouldn't know. Maybe. I think, I think Iggy is a pretty good Bowser. Yeah, I think he would do a lot better. Yeah, definitely. All right. All right. We're just walk, working through the, uh, the the zoo that we have here in the caffeination layer, but still. Uh, all right. Now, the next little thing uh, that 
we have here is actually a Canadian coin. Now, I'm not talking what the Americans around here love to see in their wallet when you open up a big bag of change and all of a sudden you find that one Canadian coin in there and you go, what the? I can't spend this. How did I get this? No, this is actually incredibly awesome. It's also a $30 coin. It's $30 that I, for a $0.25 cent coin. I need to buy this $0.25 cent coin. This is a, are you ready for it? A Pachyrhinosaurus. I think I got it. Yeah, Pachyrhinosaurus lacustae, which is basically a, 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 uh, a dinosaur that looks similar to the uh, Triceratops in that it has the beak, but it also has a horn in the middle of the actual uh, frill, has uh, some of the horns around the bat side of it. But the cool part about it is that it's a full-color illustration of the Pachyrhinosaurus lacustae on the front. And then when you turn out the lights, it actually glows in the dark and you see the skeleton glow through. So what I need to do here is I need to actually get two of them because I need one and then I'd like to get one for my son because he would, of course, like it. The only problem that I see is that it's actually a pretty small coin. So it's $30 for a pretty small coin. I have no money. Which I say fairly frequently. Well, I but, believe I mean, it different. You just got forty some dollars from ThinkGeek. Yeah, but you know this isn't on ThinkGeek. That's, <laughs> that's the only problem. It's like I also got a. I also have a Amazon gift certificates, but you can't buy a Canadian coin on Amazon yet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure Amazon's eventually just going to buy Canada. Probably. It'll just turn into a giant cold warehouse. <laughs> All right, moving right along. What do we got up next here, Steve? We got the. Oh uh, wait, wait, wait. I'm oh, sorry. Oh. What do we have up next here? It's Steve's World. Oh, that's right. We're jumping the gun here. Yeah, we are jumping the gun. <laughs> All right, let me, let me uh, set you up here, and then we'll let you go. From the shores of Hyrule, with his ocarina in his hand, he's a bad, bad man. Here's Steve from Steve's World. You know, every time you do that, I can't help but laugh. <laughs> i got to find a different way to intro you. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Take one of these. It's dangerous out there. That's right. And uh, this week, it's just something simple. Uh, since Memorial Day uh, just passed, I figure, you know what, why not uh, throw some fun facts in here and uh, let you walk around with them a little. Uh, we'll start off with uh, the fact that Memorial Day wasn't always called Memorial Day. It was actually uh, called Decoration Day because of the practice of decorating soldiers' graves with flags, flowers, and wreaths. So... There you go. That's and it. That's it for uh, Decoration Day. Oh, okay. <laughs> and uh, next we'll come up with, uh, on Memorial Day, the flag should be at half-staff until noon, then raised to the top of the staff. Okay, I was unaware of that. And now you know. And now he's half the battle. Go, go Joe. Joe. <laughs> and uh, we're actually going to uh, move along here. Give me a second here. Uh, it actually, The Memorial Day actually started with uh, Confederates. Uh, one of the first Memorial Day celebrations occurred in Columbus, Mississippi, uh, April 25th, 1866, uh, before it, uh, two years before it came an official uh, holiday. Hmm. So. That's we'll have pretty to, cool. Yeah, we'll have to thank the Southerners for that. All right, got to get, got to give them. Yeah, and uh, I'll throw one more in here somewhere. Uh, how about we go with red poppies are recognized as Memorial Day flowers. I, I, I knew that one. I didn't. I knew that one just because it's huge in uh, Canada and Britain. That's much more of a, a symbol. And right. Around here we use flags more so than the red poppy. Yeah. 
But uh, the the thing that was sticking in my craw, <laughs> and is you you're just waiting for me because yeah. I told you about it. But all, there's, there's, all I keep there's, that, there's two two things. That all were, that all were I keep thinking out. right now is Family Guys. You know what grinds my gears? Yeah, <laughs> I know. No, there's two things that stick in my craw. That's going to be my grinds my gears. First thing, do not say Happy Memorial Day. <laughs> it's not a happy occasion. It is an occasion to honor the people who sacrificed their life for the country. All right, we're going to get that one out of the way. It's not a day where you're honoring the veterans. The veterans are for Veterans Day. This is two completely different and separate separate occasions. And I mean no disrespect to any of the people who served in the armed forces, but that's the difference between these two days. So today is just for the people who made the ultimate sacrifice. Right. And it is a deservedly separate holiday. The other thing is, if you are going to fly the flag on Memorial Day or any other day, you need to at least make sure that you have the basic understanding of the flag etiquette. So, for instance, the U.S. flag has to be the top flag on the thing. I know you're proud that you're Irish, but don't put the Irish flag above the U.S. flag. That's just not kosher. It's not even attempting to be kosher. So most people know the, the direction to fly the flag and all that. They also The other thing you need to know is unless you have a spotlight on it, the flag needs to come down at sunset. So that means that when you bring it up, you also bring it down. And that also means that in inclement weather, it needs to be brought in again. And th there's a whole host of rules and how you're supposed to treat the flag. And I don't know if it's just Boy Scouts or Color Garden Boy Scouts or everything else. It's just there's a way you respect the flag of the country. And there's, there's a way that you just kind of go about having it because, you know, hey, you know, it, it's, it's patriotic to have a flag. It's, right. you, you need to know the proper way to handle it. Right. So, for instance, we didn't fly a flag on Memorial Day because when we took our flag out of storage, because we, we hadn't been flying it uh, at any point in time over the winter, it was actually torn up a little bit. So it's not something that I was willing to put out there. So you have to properly dispose of it. So, you know, got to get a new flag. All right. I'm done. So box down. <laughs> I think uh, the one thing I do remember uh, talking about flag etiquette is uh, my if I, if I have this correct, my friend Rob, uh, who is actually in the army now, he's stationed in Germany. Um, he I remember when his first time back, he was telling me that uh, when the flag hit, once the flag hits the ground, that's it. Right. You got yeah yeah yeah. It has to be disposed of. You know, no more. Get right. a new flag. Right, and uh, the, the funny thing is the proper way to, at least that I was made aware of, the proper way to dispose of a flag is actually burning it. Yeah, that's but what he said. It, it's not burning it as a sign of disrespect. It's you actually cut it up and burn the pieces. Hmm. So it's it, because it is no longer a flag after it's been cut up. Can you put it in a shredder? I don't know. I don't, I don't think so. <laughs> but, the, but the other thing I do know, I mean, it doesn't have to be cut into a whole bunch of different right, pieces. Right, right. You know, just cut it in half and it's not a flag anymore. But uh, the, the other funny thing that I do know is that 90% of the people that I've seen around our neighborhood and around everywhere else, I even saw, like, janitors putting the flags up at the school, which is great. They don't know how to fold the flag. No. Nah. It's really simple. It's supposed to end up in a triangle. If it's not a triangle, you didn't fold it right. All right, done. You okay. sure? Yeah, I think I'm done. I need to, <laughs> I need to start getting uh, music for... We need to do Double Dragon. <laughs> no, that's not it. How about, how about Castlevania? <laughs> how about, oh, no, how about Doom? There. There you go. Yeah, Doom, that, that's what we'll do. You know what really sticks in my crawl? <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, right. That, that's more than a little uh, morning radio show that we're willing to go for. All that's right. right. <laughs> anyway, on to the food and caffeinated bits here at the Caffeination Podcast. Just wanted to make a remember in case you walked into the room and somebody else happened to be listening to the show. First of all, you need to thank them for having very good taste. Second of all, you need to head on over to www.caffinatio.com. If you have any comments, feedback, suggestion, hate mail, please feel free to send it to caffeination at gmail.com. You can also send it directly to me at paul at caffeination.com or... Steve at All right. Now, the other thing that we are more than willing to do is we will correct our errors. So if either of us said something that was wrong about any of the things that were in any of the shows, please feel free to let us know. We actually really like to have the correct information out there. Yeah. So well, you know, we'll put it in the next show. It'll be up there. So thank you very much. All right. Hitting up uh, quick food and caffeinated bits, then we're going to head you out on your way. All right, first thing up there, Steve. We got Randall the Enamel Animal. I love that. (laughs) And what we're actually talking about here is actually uh, Randall Jr., which, uh, to start off, we don't know whether this is a joke or real. Uh, But it has to be talked about. Yeah. Uh, What this is is basically a filtering system uh, for your beer that actually infuses flavors. Uh, yeah, I'm not, you know I'm not that big of a beer drinker, and uh, I hear you, you know, already licking your lips. <laughs> maybe maybe we put some candy in there for you. <laughs> what kind of candy would you put in there? I don't know. They, they, they're putting hops. They're putting coffee beans. They're putting all kinds of crazy nonsense in there. And that doesn't look like hops. It looks like they're putting pot into there. Yeah. I mean, I, I know hops and, and pot are actually, you know, relatives, but... <laughs> It seriously looks like they're loading the beer up with pot. It must be pretty good beer, though. <laughs> hey, man, it's green beer. Happy St. Patty's Day. Yeah, apparently the uh, the portable model of uh, the enamel animal uh, just came out uh, in April. So uh, we're going to try and figure out if it's real. Uh, depending on the cost, we might even give it a shot. <laughs> I'll see if I can uh, find something to distill into a beer that we can get Steve to actually drink. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but definitely check out the video. That Maybe uh, that unicorn kisses. <laughs> definitely check out the video. Uh, that's with it because it, it, it's actually pretty funny. All right. Thank you very much. Uh, now we have coffee steak, coffee steak, coffee steak. <laughs> uh, Steve asked me if I made a mistake because I put the coffee steak three times in a row. There is no mistake. You just need to have coffee steak. That's the, that's the only mistake we have. <laughs> there is no mistake. But we got all the steak right there. First one up there is Caffeination Cooks. This is my sweet and spicy steak, and it's also using a uh, coffee steak rub that's in there as well. Uh, this is an older video. It's actually from uh, 2010. My son does some of the intros on it. It's one of those things where I want to get back to doing the caffeination cooks. I want to start doing more cooking stuff, and I might have to ask Steve to help me out with that so we can get some good quality video up here and uh, have you people enjoy it. So uh, that's one of the things I wanted to just point in your general direction. The next thing over at INeedCoffee.com, Chris Arnold uh, posted a wonderful article a little while ago. It's simple barbecue coffee rub for steaks, pork, and more. Uh, I've done different variations, but I've never done this one. So I've really tasted it out, and it actually tastes pretty good. Uh, I prefer the pork rub as opposed to the steak rub uh, because I'm not a really huge fan of cumin. It, It just has... Like a funky taste to me, uh, but uh, the pork rub is actually two tablespoons of coffee, one tablespoon of brown sugar, one tablespoon of, or one, one teaspoon of cinnamon, two teaspoons of sea salt, and one teaspoon of coarsely ground black pepper. That sounds pretty good, actually. Uh, the uh, steak is two tablespoons of coffee, one teaspoon of cumin, and two teaspoons of sea salt, one teaspoon of coarsely ground pepper. Uh, with just coffee and cumin, you see, you need a little of something extra. And my uh, my coffee rubs have always used a decent amount of paprika. Boom, paprika. 
See, it's even fun to say. I mean, human. Human. Sounds like you're saying, like, human or... I don't even know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I don't even know. All right, and then last but certainly not least out of the uh, coffee steak triumvirate. Uh, this is the holy trinity of coffee steaks here. That's what we got going. Uh, it's over at Honest Cooking, the food magazine. Lo and behold, one of our good friends, Mike Crimmins, actually had a... Uh, from uh, Mike Crimmins from... Uh, DailyShotOfCoffee.com uh, actually has a recipe posted up over at uh, this uh, magazine. It's uh, the grilling season, and now it's uh, his lovely uh, recipe for an interesting uh, steak. He used uh, Yingling Black and Tan, uh, so he has like a whole wet sauce uh, situation going on. So he has beer, he has Worcestershire sauce, or uh, I'm pretty sure people pronounce it different everywhere else, but it's Worcestershire. Uh, he has hot sauce in there. He has uh, all these kinds of steaks and everything. He actually uses cumin and chili powder. I'm a big fan of that. Half teaspoon of cayenne, uh, sugar, just plain and simple sugar, salt, ground pepper, and vegetable oil. That seems like a pretty good uh, situation going on there. Uh, And I definitely enjoy the fact that he uh, picked yingling black and tan. Good, good choice there, Mike. All right, so uh, let us know. Is there any other favorite way you've ever heard of coffee being incorporated into food that you'd like to share with the rest of the group? All right, now, speaking of people who have opinions, would you care to enlighten us on the the one, uh, Molto Mario? Yeah, Mario uh, Batali. Uh, he was big on uh, reality TV, especially uh, Iron Chef America. And uh, he he just up and left after a little while, and uh, we finally find out the reason. It's the fact that um, he felt that uh, that they were no longer getting, you know, actual chefs or you know people who know cooking. They got actresses that you know just don't, as he put it, don't like raw fish. <laughs> and uh, he, the one thing he he had to say about uh, what he said, skinny little actresses uh, judges was, uh, and I'm going to put this very lightly, who the heck are you? <laughs> yeah, to paraphrase. Yeah, to paraphrase. But uh, yeah, his his biggest problem was the fact that. Uh, he just he just doesn't see you know them. He he sees uh, the food uh, the food. I, I guess you know you'll put like the f- shows on Food Network and uh, more towards you know uh, soap opera you know kind of yeah. actressing than uh, you know actual chefs working showing you how to cook. So I mean that that that's his problem. And yeah, he, I don't think he has a, any problem telling you. <laughs> no, and, and the funny thing is, apparently Mario is uh, pretty active in commenting on various blogs that talk about him yeah. and stuff, which I actually thought was. And it's like, no, seriously, no disrespect to the chef. Be, I, I, I understand him completely. The only thing that that kept sticking out was, if you watch the original Iron Chef, they uh, from Japan, they actually almost always had some kind of actress or actor in there. Right, and it was supposed to just be like a general. Um, a general uh, 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 culling, I guess, of people who enjoyed good food. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, these people would have more of an experience. I mean, you would hope that actors and actresses that that are kind of you know longstanding and, and a little bit more established have had the chance to eat at some of the finer eateries that are out there. And I understand where he's coming from. If you know somebody's coming into my situation and they're telling me you know they don't like what I'm doing for no apparent reason, or we I had a bunch of email uh, issues this past week, uh, it's like you know, there, there's a way you talk to people, and then there's a way that you don't. Right. 
And if you're talking to somebody, you don't treat them like trash. And I, I guess Mario kind of felt that people were kind of treating his, the way that he cooked and the, and the things that he could do uh, with a with a certain amount of disrespect. So uh, it, it's it's sad, but uh, you know I, I love watching the man. I just I'm not a real big fan of the chew. Nah. <laughs> And it's a, the name itself just seems a little off, but that, that may just be me. All right, moving right along, what do we got here? And uh, I think this is uh, the last of the uh, food and caffeinated bit, and uh, what we're talking about here is uh, what they're calling Mountain Dew AM. It looks which so it, disgusting. Yeah, it just sounds you know disgusting. Uh, they, they, it's uh, You find it at Taco Bell, uh, served, in, of course, until 11 a.m., but it's just the, the thought of mixing the two together is just, you know. And what is it? Because we didn't, we didn't mention exactly what it is. It's Mountain Dew and orange juice. Yeah, it's it's half and half Mountain <laughs> Dew and orange juice. It's the Arnold Palmer of the a.m. Um, uh, yeah, I first of all, I didn't know Taco Bell did breakfast. And second of all, if this is the best that they can come up with for breakfast, this is really not going to be anywhere near my car. Yeah, you know. I mean, we need, we do need to defer to our local Mountain Dew expert. So, Norbert, if you're listening to this and you'd like to weigh in on it, we'd love to hear you. But uh, I'm sorry. The, from the two fine fellows over here, we, we were saying a big negatory on the Mountain Dew AM. And I'm pretty sure they probably, you know, cost, I don't know, maybe about two fifty three bucks for for that when... You can go buy a can of Mountain Dew and a little thing of orange juice and make it yourself. Yeah, there you go. But you can do most of that yourself. You could always you know, go buy a case of Pepsi for what you could pay for two of them. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it, it's all about the convenience there. That just looks foul. Um, it's just horrible. That's a thought. <laughs> all right. That about wraps it up here for the Food and Caffeinated Bits. We are going to let you go. Our only final thought for the day is uh, actually something from uh, Steve and I's past. We used to go over to this site fairly frequently, talk a little Rochambeau action, or uh, the, the actual ultimate, the end game. You know, I think from uh, the Big Bang Theory, it's like, you know, rock, paper, scissors, lizard, Spock. Yeah. Is the thing that they do. Um, but the funny thing is that we, before the Big Bang Theory was actually up there, we, we actually had heard tell of a, a blood sport of, uh, uh, of Rochambeau action, little uh, rock, paper, scissors. We had rock, paper, scissors five. We had rock, paper, scissors seven. And then we would play the 25. And, like, Steve and I actually sat there and we tried to learn all of them and we're, we're sitting there figuring it out. And then the, the, the glorious minds behind all of this came out with RPS 101. There's 101 different variants of the different things. Things such as UFOs, papers, clouds, airplanes, moon, grass. Read some of the other ones, huh? Yeah, I'm looking in the middle here. I got church, I got sponge, vampire... Brain, cockroach, of course. Uh, what else we got here? And anything that you pick, uh, everything to the right of it on the circle, it beats it. And anything to the left of it, uh, or oh, it yeah. beats anything to the right of it, I think. You got blood, snake, water, I think, is uh, another one that's been around. TV. Yeah. TV? <laughs> UFO? <laughs> okay. That, that, yeah, alien. Remember, nuke, nuke, uh, cockroach survives nuke. That's right. So, yeah, there's all these different fun things that you can throw in there. So if you think you have rock, paper, scissors down, I think it's time to up your game. And we would challenge you to a little RPS 25, I think. We will eventually get up to 101, but I could could definitely throw down for some RPS 25. You got camera? 
Camera? I don't <laughs> Camera would Soul. probably capture the alien, so. Computer. <laughs> um, man, this is just craziness, so. All right, that about wraps it up. That is our final thought for the day. Thank you ever so much for listening, and uh, stay caffeinated, people.